Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I use this platform um, to to share not just um, expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date um, with my tips and tricks in the industry and just get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do um yeah then like follow share retweet on that's right twitter on my handle the marketing anu um, and to see snippets and quotes from our previous podcasts for you can follow our dedicated podcast instagram page as well uh, and that is at ppc chat underscore roundup now um today we were led by the amazing um Jill Riccini. i know i say amazing all the time but she is amazing all the time so i'll never stop saying it but the amazing julie Riccini talking to us about imposter syndrome now, i don't know about you but i have experienced that many a times um um, especially in my 10 years, um, 10 year plus career, talking at in different um, um, conferences, interviewing for senior roles or just going up for a promotion or, you know, being asked to speak to a client when I was working more client facing, um, you know, about, you know, the performance of the accounts and recommendations or even just sending an email and whether we're going to be, well, I knew there were going to be several eyes on it there's just yeah so many so many instances too many that i can count that imposter syndrome has reared its ugly head and gone haha here i am you don't know what you're doing um but yeah thankfully we talk about those times but not just that we talk about all the tips and tricks to get over it um or just to push through it you know there are loads of amazing people that have that, that my mentors that are amazing people that you'll see um that have gone so far in their career um that, you, that are famous that i'm sure who suffer with imposter syndrome so it's not it's not a barrier they should um be too panicked about and not worried that you know you're having it because i bet you you're not on your own um as yeah this chat will definitely prove so Judy goes hello and thank you for joining me today our topic is imposter syndrome i know i have um my moments so i'm hopeful we can share some good stuff here today but first how are you doing today and um yeah i had a very honest moment of going yeah i was not doing too well this week um especially from monday it has just felt a little bit like i'm hitting writer's block as writers will have it or the wall as runners will have it just that like mid area where all the things that has been kept keeping me through um at the beginning is really not at the moment it's not really doing the trick so i need some like magic beans to to get me through this next few <laughs> few few weeks of um few months um of um of our pandemic lifestyle uh, but anyway, so yeah, doing good in the moment. I love that we were talking about this, but this week it's not been my best. Um, Julie goes, it's been snowing here for 48 hours now and it's just about finished. I hope puppy and kid are super psyched about it. Me, not so much. Um, I saw a picture that came back on my Facebook from 12 years ago and how it was like two, like not just two, several inches of snow that it was even covering, it had covered cars and everything. So yeah, we've not had that thankfully for a while because London does not know how to function when it snows and then we've got jim banks reminding us that um captain tom moore who was this amazing guy who at the age of um it would have been 99 so last year um yeah did uh 
a fundraiser and raised several million, I think like over 30 million um, pounds for, a, you know, towards, you know, the people suffering from COVID or just towards the hospital, just to raise, raise money around um, COVID times and for the, the, the fight for um, against COVID um, by doing a, a walk on his um, Zimmer frame, I think is that's what they're called, around his garden. Um, but yeah, he reminds us that he died today, which I saw just before the chat happened. Um, so yeah, that's a great one that we've lost. And he reached 100 before that happened. So amazing work that he's done and may he rest in peace. Um, and so yeah, so Julie then goes, before we go into question one, saying first thing first, what is imposter syndrome? And here is what Wikipedia says. So imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon, impostorism, fraud syndrome, and imposter experience is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And this is despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and they do not deserve all they have achieved um and people with um imposterism impo impostorism um incorrectly attribute their success to luck or interpret it as a result of deceiving others into thinking they're intelligent than they perceive themselves to be so while early research Focused on the prevalence among high-achieving women, imposter syndrome has been recognized to affect both men and women equally. So, yeah, I imagine for like some of the minority or the non-norm um, or the non-non um, or the marginalized, uh, the more marginalized um, group of people, that's where imposter syndrome could probably be prevailed by Philip imposter syndrome. Is definitely um, can come in all shapes and sizes, and anyone from everyone really. Um, so yeah, Julie goes on to question one, um, a very easy question, and and, and I can, I'm sure we can imagine what the answer is for most people here. Do you ever suffer from inverse? Uh, sorry, do you ever suffer from some version of imposter syndrome? And yeah, mine was a resounding yes with a um, gif of Danny Glover. Um, is it Danny Glover? Yeah, um, <laughs> I've been going yes. Dot 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 yes, uh, so yeah, loads of people going yes. Julia herself has been doing this for years. We've been in digital advertising for over twenty years, um, and has been running her business. And even during COVID time, has still been working, keeping busy, and talking on amazing podcasts. She goes, yes, I do suffer from imposter syndrome sometimes. Um, Amit Cabra, yep, when I was more in account management, it used to be this notion that I just wasn't good at my job. Now I'm leading a team and it's the notion that I'm not a good leader. That sounds familiar. Um, Jenny Williamson goes, oh, absolutely. Um, and in continue to, um, to my answer to um, yes, I say that from day one till now, it's like an annoying involuntary maths equation. The more people believe in me, the less I believe in myself. So weird, isn't it? Um, John Kagan replies, only every single day I show up for work, getting it about even being involved in. Um, Jim Banks replies, every time I try to write a bio for a conference or when I judge an award ceremony, I get a writer's block because I hit writing words that people might pick apart. Yes, that's the same with me when I write emails. Julia Weiss replies, me when someone might figure out how deeply wrong it was to ever listen to me. Yep, been there, done that. Daniel Vardy replies, no, too arrogant. It's a problem. <laughs> 
That sounds like sarcasm. I love it. Um, Kirk Williams replies all the time. And then the temptation is to worry that perhaps I'm simply mistaken with labeling it as imposter syndrome. And what if it's actually Dunning-Kruger and then it's four-time imposter syndrome? I need to find about this Dunning-Kruger um, dude or, or, or phenomenon um because yeah that is very interesting to know yeah it's the dunning-kruger effect which is a cognitive bias in which people assess their cognitive ability as greater than it is so yeah if it's not imposter syndrome guys walk away um <laughs> so Dwayne brown replies as well say on days where we when we struggle to crack an ad account have to give myself a little pep talk and know we cannot help everyone nor can we make every um account work very true um, we get small answers to question one, but yeah, Judy takes us to question two saying, are there particular situations that you've noticed or tend to bring it out for you? Um, and yeah, straight with my, I'll say most public uh, speaking, interacting on social media, even sometimes when I tweet, I've decided to be more active on Twitter, but every, with every tweet, I look at it and go, who's one going to want to listen to this? Who, 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 who wants to hear any of my ideas about marketing or, or people are saying about marketing or or how I'm feeling in the day, really, even. Uh, so, yeah, so if I'm putting myself out there and there's a medium for the recipient to feedback, ooh, I'm just there checking my phone or looking out every two minutes to see when that dreaded feedback will come. And most of the time it doesn't. In fact, every single time it really hasn't. Um, thankfully, the trolls haven't found me yet. Please don't look for me. Um, Carrie Karras replies to question one saying, I don't actually get this very much. I'd say in my long career, it may have manifested more in feeling the need to overachieve not really beating myself up for being good enough um orlando Val valencia replies uh, to question one saying yes but mainly in topics that i don't have a ton of experience in i really gained most of confidence in my paid search experience in the past couple of years um and then yeah john kagan to question two replies saying public industry trade forums um and then greg replies to question two saying large presentation um most often and the france replies to question one saying i appreciate you posting the wikipedia summary because i don't relate to the fraud aspect fear of being exposed as it's commonly discussed but i definitely attribute my successes to luck when i have to talk or think about them despite working hard for those achievements um i've definitely felt the luck thing um i've also definitely felt that someone is going to catch me out like literally all I'm doing is excel I always feel like it's like all I'm doing is basic excel the kind of thing that I'm sure any kid could know how to do and um yeah I just feel like I'll get found out which is really weird um James Verboda replies to question one saying sometimes especially when dealing with a vertical or market where I have less experience in but I try and remember all the bad accounts I've seen by other well-known agencies and then we've got Jim Banks replying to question two saying, when writing bios, never know if I use the first person and whether it's okay to use words like guru or expert. Yes. Self-proclaimed or otherwise, I don't like it. Dwayne Brown replies, um, used to be when I was cocky, when I was a cocky little Canadian and could predict how account performance would go. Dwayne's 20 were awful. Ooh. Now it's more if I, if um, something is not clicking and I struggle on an ad account. And then we've got um, Kirk Williams replying to question two saying continued platforms changes hit hard. So continued platform changes hit hard. You can be an expert in something that changes on a whim and suddenly a noob knows where to find this or that button in the UI while you're lost and you feel like your years of experience is down the drain. 
Then he continues, the key, of course, is to continue evolving with platform changes. But a big part of career growth is taking an additional responsibility, which can make platform change, evolution and education difficult. I learned um, I already learned this years ago is a tempting thought. So, yeah, always make sure you're you're, um, you know, flexing your muscles and you don't think, oh, I know this. And yeah, that's it. I don't need to keep up to date, which is why it's very always important to keep up to date in the community. And even though I'm not doing hands on paid media anymore, I'm very much in tune with um, especially our PPC chat community and different Twitter uh, communities to make sure I am up to date with what's changing, what's new, what's best practices, because that's always changing. Julia Vice then replies to question two saying um, it tends to happen at random for me I'm looking at a particular work or doing a talk I can focus on the task but the day-to-day -day work it's like why did they hire my dumb ass um, Kami Karish replies to question two saying when I'm around other people I consider experts yes very much agree with that Julie replies for me it is often when I'm pitching or prepping for a speaking engagement or when I'm working on something that is not as familiar um, for me but also could hit a pretty random could hit at a pretty random moment um orlando valencia replies question two saying mostly in doing consultant work or when i don't know the background of the person i'm talking to i start to second guess myself or fall back on it depends situations ali Coulter replies saying um, when i'm working on a project where other stakeholders don't have experience in paid media in order to in order to gut check me um so i'm in a position where i'm making all final calls so yeah when you when you feel like you don't have anyone that can support you that can confirm that what you're saying is right uh, yeah i totally feel that as well um but yeah we've got um yeah julia vice replying to emma franks which i thought was very interesting where emma said i appreciate you posting the wikipedia summary um i definitely attribute my successes to luck when i have to talk or think about them despite working hard for those achievements and julia like myself saying i have the exact opposite i'm forever convinced that at some moment someone will realize how much better someone else would be at my job and make a move yeah because I'm like, they'll just see someone and they're like, oh, they'll hire their friend who does the thing better than me. And yeah, I'll be out of a job. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that is firing illegally. So thankfully, that's unlikely to happen. And then we've got Jenny Williamson replying to question two, saying, for me, it's mostly when I'm around peers I consider to be experts. And when discussing things I have less experience in, I get the feeling that there are other people better than me to be speaking about things than me. And then Emma Franks replies to question two, saying, I'm talking to people who have or at least exclude, exude a lot of confidence is the biggest trigger for me, especially when I don't agree or see things differently. It makes it hard to believe I actually know anything and maybe everything I've learned or experienced is wrong. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Cabra replies to um, question two, saying, honestly, it's something that occurs most days. There's no one particular trigger. Amanda Obama Marketing replies to question two saying my imposter syndrome is strongest with new clients and setting up tracking that scary time before the numbers are trustworthy. Um, and yeah, Emma Franks continues her answer to question two saying I try to console myself by validating that my lived experiences are real and the learnings associated with them are also legitimate. Someone else's lived experiences can also be real and valid without invalidating my own. 
Um, and then, yeah, Julie goes on to question three, saying, um, how does imposter syndrome manifest for you? Does it make you feel a certain way or do you or not do certain things? So very much a physical manifestation for me and um, in the most inconvenient ways and times, <laughs> as I said on the chat, my hands start shaking sometimes and I can see it. And I feel that uh, thankfully, I, I don't think a lot of people notice it, but I notice it. Um, and then that's for me, that's the worst. You know, if I notice it, ah, that's all it takes. And uh, and sometimes my voice starts to shake or I, I get the phantom thinking that my voice is shaking, even though most of the feedback is that you are absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, I also unfortunately tend to notice more of all the people who are not paying attention, whether it's people looking at their phones, I take that as not paying attention, when sometimes they're actually taking notes on their phones, which I've done before. Um, so yeah, it's just really a matter of needing to get out of my head. Dwayne Brown replies to question three, saying, makes me second guess a choice in that account that is not working. Then I remember all the ad accounts we have um, one awesome work on. Um, I ask myself, if things are going well, what would I do? I keep trying until something cracks or we hit 90 days on an, uh, on an ad account. That's a good measure for you. Um, a good measure to go by, Dwayne. Um, Jim Banks replies to question three, saying, I rewrite things a ton of times instead of just accepting it is what it is. And if someone calls you on something, then who cares? Yeah, sometimes it's about the hard work. No, nothing will be absolutely perfect. It's just about getting the work done well. Um, and then in reply to Ali Quilty, where she had said, um, when I'm working on a project, where um, other stakeholders don't have experience in paid media and others um, in order to gut check me. So I'm in a position where I'm making all the final call. Emma Franks, this is the worst. Despite nearing completion of two master's degrees. Wow. I have next to zero ambition to ever be a CMO or executive because I hate the idea of having to make those final calls. Oh, Emma, if you have, if you're doing two um, master's degrees, you know, aim high to be a CMO. It's, you know, I reach there. I, <laughs> and this is the imposter syndrome doing that. I always have also this feeling of if I could do it, anyone can. Not necessarily a good um, outcome to look. I do have some skills that make me um, very good for this role. Um, I admit, oh Lord, that was very weird. Um, so yeah, Ali replies to that. There are definitely situations I prefer to have at least appear to bounce ideas or decisions off. Um, so yeah, even I, I'd even say that it's very, it's uh, even at what I've really learned about being a senior person. It doesn't mean, even though the final call has will be yours. It doesn't mean that you don't get advice on that final call you're about to make. I always, I always try to do that. Even if I, I'm about to put my stand down, you know, get friends who will, who, you know, if you prepare for something, if you know you're about to do something and it's not last minute, you know, trust your gut, trust your gut. Yeah. But then I get it. Imposter syndrome is the thing that doesn't allow you really to trust your gut too much, which is very annoying. And then we have Kami Karis replying to question three saying, I'd say this holds me back from larger speaking gigs. The more people, the more I feel the need to over prepare, i.e. what if someone asks a question that stumps me? It's too stress stressful and not worth it. LOL. Um, Jenny Williamson replies to question three saying, mostly it just makes me keep my mouth shut in group settings, but also makes me obsessively check for responses or feedback when I do put myself out there. 
Um, Julie replies to question three saying, for me, it will crank up anxiety and all of the lovely feelings that come with that for sure. If it is speaking things, if it is speaking thing, I might, one thing I might think is no one really wants to hear me talk about this or for client work, uh, work, worrying that what I'm doing or telling them to do is all wrong. I'll say that again. For me, it will crank up anxiety and all of the lovely feelings that come with that for sure. If it is speaking, if it is a speaking thing, I might think no one really wants to hear me talk about this or for client work, worrying that what I'm doing or telling them to do is all wrong. It's totally not true. You know that. Now, Kirk Williams has to rush off going. I got to run soon. Um, I will, and um, we'll miss the rest of the chat, but I'm sure he's going to be on Clubhouse tomorrow. Um, thanks again for leading um, um, Neptune Moon or Julie. Um, one thing I wanted to mention on this topic was an encouragement to the group to use your imposter syndrome as the power to fight it. Um, I.e., I work on Google Shopping a lot, but have imposter syndrome all the time in it. There are things I will learn in the time, which means I need to keep learning and growing in this. And it's often the very fuel to get me into the support docs to keep learning. In other words, don't be overwhelmed by imposter syndrome. Know that many people wrestle with it. Again, it's different from Dunning-Kruger, uh, where you actually don't know your stuff. Um, and use that fear to drive you to keep learning and growing rather than pulling you back amazing support comment in there Kirk um and then yeah Mark Gustafson replies to question three saying I try to think of all the awful accounts I've seen managed by big agencies and that usually helps me not dwell on it too much thankful to have clients that care about me and really are kind definitely lucky as it makes the hard performance times easier and then we have Julie going on to question four saying, how do you cope with, with a bout of imposter syndrome? And I'll give my answer in first so before I ramble on with all the other answers. Um, so, yeah, as I, I say it's, it's as simple as it sounds, um, as simple as it sounds, deep breaths. So sometimes when I have that moment coming in, in um, of my imposter syndrome, having a, like, it's just pretty much like a voice in my head saying, you can't do this. They're going to catch you out. I just take deep breaths. Deep breaths, focus, remind myself of the training I've had, the years of experience I've got in this, um, and just consciously, consciously make sure that I'm not rushing because that's what thing I tend to do because I'm like, especially when I'm talking, I'm like, oh, let me just get this over with. And then people will, won't have a chance to call me out. I'm like, no, that's the worst thing to do. Slow down. You know what you're doing. Speak clearly and and um, slowly. Um, and yeah, just make sure what I'm saying or what I'm even writing is not rushed and I, I don't hit that send button too quickly. And um, well, something that Kamikaris then ends up saying is that this too shall pass. I have that on my phone as a constant reminder in good times and bad times, this will pass. Do not revel too much in a good time because then you don't experience the presence um, when the time is over and in a, in, in a bad situation, remember that will pass as well. Um, and so, yeah, our answers to, we still have some answers to question two from Doug R. Thomas going, when things aren't going well operationally, I wildly fluctuate between Mr. Pink's professional attitude and, oh God, I'm the problem. Um, Emma Franks replies to question three saying, mostly it leads to inaction, i.e. being quiet in convos, not tweeting or commenting, etc. When it comes to speaking engagements or pitches, I used to overshoot my actual expertise in, over, in order to prove that I had something valuable to share and was worth selecting to to um 
speak. Um, Julia Bash replies, for me, it manifests in a certainty, um, in a certainty, a complete dread that I have or I'm about to break and ruin everything. Oh, bless. Um, Amanda um, replies to question three, saying my imposter syndrome makes me generally anxious and I find myself putting off tasks related to finding new clients. I'm trying to hold myself accountable to goals so I can't weasel my way out of it. Alison Miriani replies to question three, saying sometimes it turns into a bit of procrastination. Oh, yes, been there, done that. Um, and then Emma Franks replies, gives her another answer to her um, answer to question three, saying, fortunately, I discovered that approach was too anxiety inducing. So now I only talk about topics I feel comfortable with, i.e. thought of Q&A isn't intimidating and trust that it will be valuable to some attendees, even if not groundbreaking for all of them. Exactly. I've actually gone to a talk where they talked about um, this. There was, I think it was a lady, um, but I, I don't remember. Um, they, someone talked about labels like labeling ad copies and how to label ad copies for like a whole half hour, which honestly, once you figure out how to do it, if those who don't have to do it, don't know how to do it, you don't need to give a talk on labeling a campaign. It's like doing, giving a talk on how to write in English to people who are English speakers and not like how to write grammatically correctly and where to like literally just be like, oh, write in paragraphs and literally all the lessons you're given is write in paragraphs, make sure there's a full stop at the end of your sentences, that kind of stuff in terms of there was a talk around that. So people have been accepted to talk for some random things, but things have improved a lot better now in terms of people being chosen <laughs> to talk. Um, I think they're, yeah, they're the... The um, reviewing process is a lot better than it was back then. Um, and then Emma Franks, actually, Amanda replies to Emma saying, um, earlier in my career, I struggled with being too confident, then not confident enough. Um, it takes practice to find the right balance. And then Emma Franks replies to that saying, I love the charts I've seen depicting this phenomenon. Don't have one on hand to post and too lazy to Google search it. Definitely a roller coaster of trade-offs between experience and a confidence. Um, and yeah, Amanda replies, yes, I think um, we're talking about the Dunning-Kruger, which someone has said, the Dunning-Kruger effect. It is so real. I'm sorry for what I said when I was new and thought I knew everything. Yeah, we don't know everything, but you know, yeah, there's, there's, there is a bit where you then know stuff. And then when you start thinking you don't, yeah, that's imposter syndrome and you need to work on that. Um, yeah, that's weird. That's a very interesting graph that I will save somewhere. It's very interesting. And then we've got Ali Quilty replying to question four saying, I just keep mo moving and make sure I'm being thorough in my approach um, and in my rationale. I have found at times it does push me to work harder. Um, Julie, uh, Julie Buccini as well as myself says, take a deep breath um, in answer to question four. Remind myself that things that are easy or obvious to me are not necessarily to others um, and that I have been doing this for a long time. I do know what I'm doing. Also, I triple check stuff and or ask a friend for a second opinion. Very good advice. Jenny Williamson replies to question four as well, saying taking the deep breath and calming the F down and then look at it as learning opportunities to research or dig into the things I'm less confident about about to build confidence surrounding myself with supportive peers to ask questions and learn from flown from has also been a huge positive impact 
And in answer to question four, Alison Miriani replies saying bounce ideas off a co-worker. Amit Cabra replies to question three saying for me it manifests in procrastination and a lot of negative talk um, in my head. Um, Emma Frank replies to question four saying finding Amanda or Amanda Balmer replies saying um, mentioned data earlier. Um, uh, well, Amanda mentioned data earlier, which is always a useful place to start. Remember or look at things you've actually accomplished and don't minimize the fact that you did actually accomplish them. Um, Dugar Thomas replies, I freeze up and focus on what isn't working, leading to my mantra of reward the good being useless because nothing is good and it's because I don't know what I'm doing. Oof, that's a very negative spiral. Even though I look back and see that often I flag the issue as a potential challenge. Kami Karis replies to question four, as I mentioned earlier, saying that she said this too shall pass. Um, Richard Fergie um, replies to question four, saying I try to focus on something I think I'm good at for a bit. I'm lucky in that I rarely feel bad about everything all at once. That's good. Um, Julia Weiss replies to question four saying, I like to look at specific wins or projects I'm proud of. And when that doesn't work, I sort of decide, well, they need me to do this, so I better do it, even if someone else would be better. Um, very Joseph Campbell hero's journey. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know about that. Maybe that's a movie. Maybe I need to check that out. Dwayne Brown replies to question four saying, we all need a pep talk and a cheerleader. Ah, oh, thankfully I have both. I have someone for both. Something I try to instill in our team. It's okay to fail and get back up. I have to tell myself that includes me. Everything won't be a home run. Jim Banks replies to question four saying, um, it probably sounds a bit geeky, but I run everything through Hemingway editor on a Mac. Um, it turns uh, um, it turns a lot of the words into the right context and eliminates words that are fluff. Again, it probably sounds a bit geeky, but I run everything through Hemingway Editor on a Mac. It turns a lot of the words into the right context and eliminates words that are fluff. Love that as a resource, and I actually use that as an answer for the next question. Um, Dogar Thomas replies to question four, saying one of the best ways for me is to update those stats on my resume. The clients that was up 200%, well, now is 213%, which means I'm doing something right. The client whose site speed dropped that led to X percent more conversions year on year now that I have the data. Um, yeah. And Julie, at this point, goes. we are halfway through the chat and I want to thank you all for being so open and honest about this topic. Yeah, I think this is a great podcast to share. And if it wasn't already all on Twitter, there's no other community I know that will allow me to share this on a podcast. Anyway, so Orlando Valencia replies to question three saying, talking to people that are overly confident on topics I believe to be incorrect sometimes has me to start to second guess myself. It's it's especially hard if they're upper management. James Verboda replies to question four saying, small steps and little things. I'm not where not no one is a superhero. So understanding that is important. Also Neil Patel, ooh, not to throw shade but he built himself a high reputation in SEO and likely used others others work to do so okay no comments on that one <laughs> um Emma Frank replies to question four again saying humility is also a useful and uh, useful antidote for me talking to people I trust to verify my thinking reminding myself I don't have to be perfect or infallible to be useful impact impactful or worthwhile continuing to learn and study and grow being okay with not knowing it all 
Um, and then, yeah, Julie continues, yes, our half-joking industry answer to everything is, it depends. But that also leaves the door open to say, I need to look into this a bit more and buy yourself time to do just that. And yeah, it, it, that, it depends or there are some caveats to why this might not work, um, which I think is very true. But that does sound like if we are, we're, we are we're, you know, just holding back in case our imposter syndrome um, is right after all. <laughs> yeah, Orlando Valencia replies to question four saying, look at my past accomplishments and let my results speak for themselves. Uh, Mark Gustafson replies, take a step back, go get some bougie, take out and take think about all the other great account experiences I've had. The impressive people that know my skill set well and think highly of me or have brought me along from company to company. Yeah, remember the accomplishments. Always ne never forget that. And then to question five, Julie asks, are there any resources you found that are helpful in combating imposter syndrome? And this is where I bring um, Jim Banks answers because uh, I first said that, yeah, I, found no, I have not found any resources eager to find one. And uh, again, I'll say um, Jim Banks answer to question um, four, which I think works for an answer to question five um and where he says it probably sounds a bit geeky, but I run everything, everything through Hemingway editor on a Mac. But then a few more answers for question four, where Amita goes, I haven't quite found a solution that works all the time, but lately I've been using affirmations to help keep my head clear. Julia Vice replies, there's one more an anecdote in our biz that I think all of us can relate to. Open that email. We all have one from the client explaining how they read a blog post once and now can do this better than you. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better than that. And yeah, just better at, <laughs> at learning things properly. Uh, Mark Gustafson replies to question four as well, saying, I also find a lot of comfort in knowing how much content I consume. While there is no doubt that someone could approach an account differently and maybe they have more success. I'm confident in knowing what people are doing um, and in my decisions. Just remember. Um, Julia also um, replies to question, gives another answer to question four, saying, find your squad where you can text or DM and get a sanity check. I find that so helpful and I'm happy to do that for others. We all need it sometimes. Julie has done it for me sometimes and she's been amazing at it. So I definitely highly recommend that. James Vobody replies to question five, saying, um, best resources. Um, um, I found our past accomplishments and building blocks, blog posts, client results, uh, speaking gigs, trusting industry peers that you share insights back and forth. Jim Banks replies to question five saying, I'd rather test the knowledge than the syndrome than the syndrome. Uh, for that reason, I am always learning stuff on Coursera. Facebook blueprint, LinkedIn learning. I don't feel I need to prove I know a topic. And even if I know a topic, there might be context that helps me learn it more. Dwayne Brown replies to question five as well, saying perspective and just talking with friends in the industry. Also clients who sometimes will just let chat and or vent about business stuff. Julia Vice replies saying, I wouldn't say I found particular resources for this issue, but therapy overall helped me with this. Sort of a rising tide lifts all boats situation getting tools to deal to deal with overwhelming situations is a sound investment i agree with that and i have been very reluctant to do that for myself but i really feel like i should um julie um, replies to question five saying i don't have a particular resource to share but will reiterate my last answer and that is find a support system to help you through the most doubtful of times i hope this community helps with that but even just one person to ground you can make all the difference 
Um, Orlando replies to question five saying this chat, friends or colleagues, and as corny as this will sound, reading my LinkedIn recommendations and emails from client praising me for my work. Oh, I do that, Orlando. I've got like five or six people and all of them were not solicited even. There were some that literally just came out of the blue and have just been some from amazing things that have been said by people I highly respect. So that gives me gives me a lot of comfort as well. Emma Franks replies to question five saying, was it inspired by imposter syndrome, rather my poor memory and the cadence of annual reviews? Um, but I created an affirmations folder on my work computer where I screenshot praise or accomplishments as they occur so that I can vi- revisit those successes later. That's very true. And that's actually what I try to do with some of my managers. I'll get them to give me my praise by email to be like, so if I um, introduced a, I brought, there was a time I brought in, I introduced a, um, an audit company to come work with our, with, with a client I was, with a company I used to work on and it was brand size, brand side. And, um, the CMO, I, I asked them, what do they think about that? What do they think about me bringing this, these guys to come and, you know, do an audit of our works, then audit the agency that we're doing our, uh, paid media. And, um, yeah, he, he was very impressed by that. I made him write that in email. <laughs> so Jenny Williamson replies to question five saying, not resources for this in particularly, but strategies for dealing with stress or anxiety in general help me. And also talking to people I trust to bounce my thoughts off of and get outside confirmation from. It's, you know, numbers is a big thing, which is why community like these are amazing. Margaret Simpson replies to question four again, saying, I'd also say diversify your sources of happiness is extremely important. This extends further than media buying, work, a relationship, work, a relationship, a hobby. While they can carry serious weight, putting 100% of happiness or self-worth in a single basket is very dangerous. I add the very. Because, yeah, it's very, very dangerous. Um, Amit replies to question five saying, I know I'm probably going to sound insane, but I have this tendency to talk to myself when I get super stressed out. It helps sometimes also talking to friends and my team. Um, Cameron replies, um, I got nothing. Just recommend starting with small steps to build confidence, just not too small. And then going on to question six, Julie gives us um, saying most of us are terrible at helping ourselves with this kind of thing. But what would you say to someone else who was experiencing imposter syndrome to help them get past it in that moment? And um, yeah, I gave a really great one of something that has happened, I have experienced with um, personally, um, which is remember my constant chick, my constant cheerleaders. And I'll always remember Greg Finn, who really made me, gave me a high, a, a, a bigger confidence in my podcast, in this podcast, when I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll stop doing it. Um, but yeah, love that I keep doing it. Um, I'll continue saying I also have this amazing note, which um, where with a group of friends of mine, um, we had everyone have their, put their name on the sheet of paper and everybody then passed out the notes and you didn't see who was writing on your piece of paper. And basically it was just us writing something nice about the name that was on top of that page. So I had a piece of paper with my name on it and I sent it around the room, a group of friends and I wouldn't know who was writing well. You don't look at it because you're doing your own writing and it's different people writing what they think about me and some just really nice and positive comments. And I still have it. And it's such an amazing reminder of my worth. Um, Amanda replies to question five says, I'm reading this book right now and it addresses imposter syndrome by Mary Forleo. Always. And she always pumps her up. Yeah, I had no of Mary Forleo. Yeah, even like watching, um, watching her her videos and her her 
promotions about her B school, which I think is a business school from the sounds of it. Um, and but the book is everything is figure outable. So yeah, everything is figure outable. So yeah. Go check that out on Amazon. Um, Jenny Williamson replies to question five as well, saying also just writing things, putting my reasoning or plans on paper so I can look at it without it being all jumbled in my head helps make it more objective and less about me. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Julia Vice replying, saying I named the accuser so I can actually say out loud, shut up, Chad. <laughs> this is a good idea. I know it is because X, Y, Z. Apologies to kind Chads out there, but it's super helpful to make the abstract chant tangible and deal with it in our terms that's a very um good answer there um and then yeah we've got um jim banks replying to question six saying as long as you genuinely mean it tell people what you think of them a well-placed compliment that is warranted is such a great thing to receive so know that giving someone else one will make them feel the same way but if it's not true don't say it Totally agree with that. Julie replies, I would start by saying you do know how to do this and stop letting X make you feel like you don't. Also, just validating the feeling of uncertainty and then flipping back to all of their awesomeness. That way outweighs any of that doubt. Jenny Williamson replies to question six saying, someone told me one time you are where you are for a reason. And that's helped helped as sort of a mantra for me for many situations to remember my hard work and value. I wouldn't be working with or for people I see as experts if they didn't also seem, um, see some promises of value in me. And then we've got um, Orlando Valencia as well replying to question six saying, I will never forget what an old colleague told me when I was laid off unexpectedly earlier in my career. You know your shit, you will be fine. And I've told many others this as well. I've told myself that as well. And then we've got Emma Franks replying to question six saying, acknowledge your feelings. Don't just suppress or hide the for, um, hide from or ignore them. Get them out either by talking to someone or journaling or just saying them out loud. Then do something you know you can do. Make a sandwich, sing a song, go for a walk, whatever to recoup. Definitely a good advice. Julie replies, um, Julie then gives us our final question saying, if is it helpful to know that you're not the only one who sometimes feel this way? Do you like or have these more existential chats from time to time? Do you like having these more existential chats from time to time? So thankfully, I feel that um, the answers will mean whether we have more chats like this. And I can already tell you that there was loads of yeses. I give a nice big gift of a lady going yes and yes and yes. <laughs> Emma Franks and I love having these kind of chats, but less to know others feel this way. I have good internet internet communities that aren't afraid of vulnerabilities, but more to remind myself that I feel this way and it's okay to acknowledge it. Uh, Amanda of Bauman Marketing goes, love chats like this. Uh, Mark Gustafson replies, I think knowing it exists is huge. I love that everyone is so open and it's, it's acceptable to talk about it. The fact that I see people talking about it a lot helps me combat those thoughts quicker and more effectively. And another answer to question seven is from Andrew Miller saying it is helpful exclamation mark. PPC is hard enough without negativity. Being too hard on ourselves only holds, holds us back. I'm fortunate to work on an amazing team that lifts each other up, but I realized many aren't. Find that team or be that team member. Exactly. If you cannot find it, be that team member. Um, Julia Vice goes, yes and yes. Another nice gift, which I think is from 
I'm not sure. Actually, no, she's been doing a lot of um, um, the Marvel uh, show, Wanda and oh one division even that's the that's the name of the tv show one division from marvel which is so much fun i need to catch that one on tv as well jim banks goes i do i think at some point we could we should discuss dunning kruger and how we as an industry can call it out in a non-threatening way i've seen a ton of toxicity toxicity even over on clubhouse wow because of dk and its polarized opinions really quickly dogar thomas goes sort of not really easy to say well that person is in the weeds and having a rough day it's much harder to say i'm just in the weeds and not completely out of my depth lol look at the little boy typing on his little keyboard thinking he knows anything wow jenny williamson's replies i do like these kinds of chats i like the perspective it provides and think it's just healthy to acknowledge that those feelings exist and talk about how to approach them so yeah for me it was another yes yes and yes that was very helpful i want more of it um and then orlando replies question 17 absolutely it's great to see some of the big names on here that regularly speak at conferences and feel the same way as some of us lowly conference at attendees oh Colin Rolando we were all lowly at uh, conference attendees at some point um I mean Cabra replies I do like having these existential conversations but I don't necessarily find comfort in the fact that other people feel this way I don't think it's about finding like comfort that people feel this way but it's just finding comfort to know that you're not uniquely crazy and you know uniquely crazy is very horrible because you feel no one will there'll be no one around to help. So it's not that I feel comfort that other people feel this way, but I feel comfort in the in the fact that other people will understand me and other will understand what I'm going through and will know how to deal with that. Um, and that's definitely what I find comfort in. Um, and lastly, <laughs> Julia Rice has definitely been on the, been on the WandaVision um, guest today and just give us, given us several hilarious ones. But um, I'll round us up there. That was a great chat. We've got Julia uh, rounding us up, um, saying that there will be a clubhouse session tomorrow at 12 p.m. EST. So that's 5 p.m. Um, GNT as well. And I'll be on that, excited to be on that. Um, but yeah, that is the chat for today. Um, and also, Julia rounds us up saying that one of my daughter's um, shows always ends by saying, go be amazing. And that seems appropriate for today's chat. So everyone, go be amazing. And I hope you've really enjoyed this chat, taking some great takeaways from it on how to deal with imposter syndrome, what to do, including um, chatting on, on, on this um, community. This morning I was struggling and I wrote it on Twitter. I was like, I'm struggling. And I got one of the guys from the community um, sending me a private LinkedIn message saying, how are you doing? Do you want to chat during lunch? Unfortunately, I was too busy to do that, but that was just an amazing reach out. So asking for help, even on Twitter, get some amazing responses. Don't underestimate the Twitter community. So um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me or DM me or just talk about any of your issues, whether there's it's marketing or otherwise, please do reach out to me, follow, tweet, tweet me, um, DM me uh, with the handle um, the marketing anu. And remember, for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there is a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.